Hello and welcome to the very first bonus episode of the Daily Royal Podcast, where today the focus is going to be on the Princess of Astorius Awards that happened this weekend. Um, So they started, the events started on Thursday and um, lasted until today, Saturday. So lots of different events. And like I've talked about on the normal daily episodes of this podcast, I've been wanting to do this for like a really long time. Um, I mentioned on the regular episode recently that like this is what reignited my interest and passion for royal watching last year um and like has been the event that I have honestly been looking forward to so much since last year um but especially since starting this podcast so I'm very excited um I like I said I've wanted to do this for a long time um and I'm really glad that I get to so The way this is going to work is we're going to do like a rundown day by day um, of the different events that have happened. Um, So we're going to start with the Thursday evening event, um, which is, and oh, also, um, I am going to refer to the Princess of Astorius first because these awards are in her name. Um, so technically it's not the correct order of precedence, but like it kind of is because the awards are in her name. She's the honorary president of the foundation. Um, lots of different things. So I wanted to set that like, no, I'm not following traditional protocol here, but I am doing what, um, I think the order of precedence should be for these. So let's get started with the Thursday event. On Thursday, Leonor, Princess of Astorius, and her family, so King Felipe, Queen Letizia, and Infanta Sofia, attended this, like, installation of um, kind of the fabric of the awards this year. Um, So this featured different exhibits for each category of the awards. Um, So there are, like, I've I've talked about this, but there are multiple categories of the Princess of Astorius Awards, including, um, so it's uh, Sports, Concord, I'm going off of memory because I, of course, didn't write them down. Why would I do such a thing? Um, So I'm actually Googling this right now because I totally failed. Um... So, um, okay, so the categories are Concord, Sports, Literature, Arts, Social Sciences, Communication and Humanities, and International Cooperation, and Technical and Scientific Research. Um, So each of these categories had, like, a station at this setup that they did in this um, warehouse type thing in Astorius um, that is huge and can house all of this. So the whole family, the whole Spanish royal family took a tour of all of the different like installations that you can see there. Um, From what I can tell, they did this pretty much solo with like the traveling group that they have, but the, the, 
um, exhibit has been open um, for reduced public um, entrance. So, like, the people of the public have been able to see this. This is, like, the one piece that they can partake in this year for sure. Um, but, of course, like, safety measures have been in place. Um, so, they started with, like, visiting um, a race car from the um, – from Carlos Sainz, who was the winner of the sports award, Um as well as um, something with the Hay Festival and Guadalajara International Book Fair um, or Book Festival, which is what won the Communication and Humanities. Um, so they did like this really cool like um, game type of thing that was like a puzzle. Like you picked a word that was on this bubble on the ground and you stepped on it and then um, like a line from a book, a quote from a book came that kind of um, coincided with that word. So that was really cool. Um, lots of different cool things. Um, they saw a miniature concert where like literally they were pretty much the only um, attendees of the work of, um, I think it was uh, Ennio Morricone. I don't think it was John Williams um, who won the arts category this year. Um, it was just a really cool, like, event. So usually, or not, it's not usual. One part is usual. But last year, there was a big welcome ceremony for the for the family because it was the first time that the Princess of Astorius was attending the awards. Um, so there was, like, this big welcome of, like, the people, and they visited the um, cathedral in Astorius that holds, like, the famous Astorius cross, Um which is like on their flag and everything. So that happened um, last year. And then annually there's a concert in the evening that King Felipe and Queen Letizia have gone to every year. Um, those two, like the concert had to be canceled because of COVID. Um, and then obviously, like, I don't know that a welcome ceremony was going to happen anyway this year, but like there would have been something. So I think this was a really good way that you still had the royal family for three days in Astorius that you saw them. Um, but like a really good compromise for safety um, because, you know, COVID and Spain, like most of the other countries in the world, are is experiencing a spike um, of COVID cases right now. So, of course, that is something that is to be considered. Um so yeah, that was Thursday's event. It was so great. Um, and now, so we're going to now move in to Friday, which is the awards ceremony. But before that, there was an event earlier. So let's go into that right now. On Friday, the first thing that happened is um, the royal family, so Princess Leonor and King Felipe, Queen Letizia, and Infanta Sofia attended the they called it a reception for the jury and winners, but it wasn't really a reception. It was a greet, like a, a, a say hello and greet the royal family, um, have them thank you, like, from afar. And then the winners of the awards got a picture, like a photo op. Um, usually this is a reception, um, where there's like a luncheon, like it is actually an event, um, usually. Obviously, this year is different, so there wasn't a like 
the king and queen did not host a luncheon for the the winners and the jury um, for everyone to like have a bit of a chill chat um, and time before the award ceremony in the evening. But they did still do the traditional like greet everyone. Typically you would shake hands, not this year, um, but they greeted everyone. Everyone, you know, came up and did their greeting and then went on and the winners went and gotten a picture. Um, and this was pretty cool. Um, that's kind of like the most boring event of the whole thing. Um, just because literally this year it was 15 minutes max of greetings and a picture and that was it. Um, but you got like you get to see the girls specifically, um, you know, kind of acclimating to their new role. Um, and this is like the first time, so this is the second time that both girls have participated, uh, Princess Leonor and Infanta Sophia, obviously. Um, but like you get to see how much they've changed in that year and how like more confident they are. Um, and I want to talk about this here in this specific segment because I want to focus a lot on the award ceremony in the next one. Um, but I want to talk about this here. I mentioned this on like the typical daily episode. Um, but it is amazing how much these girls have grown up in the past year since the Princess of Astorias Awards last year. Um, and I think that's due to two things. One, I mean, they're growing up, they're maturing as women anyway, which I think is normal. Um, but also there has been so much for everyone this year. Um, but specifically in Spain, Spain by nature is a very small Royal family. Um, and this year, because of the crisis, I think Leonor and Sophia specifically have just really um, stepped up in a way that other that most other royal children haven't. Um, whether that be, you know, there are children of monarchs who did not do as much as the girls have. Um, there are some who did, but. Um, Leonor and Sophia both participated in a lot of different things that, like, didn't, they didn't necessarily have to. Um, so Spain's period of mourning was 10 days, um, and the girls and their parents kicked off that by a minute of silence at the, um, at Zarzuela Palace, which is where they live and work, um, and the girls partic participated in that. They participated in the state um, ceremony to honor the victims of COVID. They participated in a um, privately held mass um, that was televised, but it was privately held um, to honor those who have died of COVID. I mean, they've done so much. They spoke to other children via like a video that was streamed live on most channels um, in Spain about the crisis and they thanked healthcare workers that way. And like, you just didn't see that from a lot of other places. Um, and, you know, I don't know if that's 
to their credit or to their parents or to the family situation of, you know, this is pessimistic, but like the girls are a really great distraction from the horrible things and actions that the former King Juan Carlos have taken. Um, I hope that I don't think that's the reason, honestly, but like a lot of pressure was put on the girls this year. They attended engagements over their summer vacation. Um, like they did so much and they grew up so much and it showed, um, compared like apples to apples, Princess of Astoria's awards in 2019 to this year, they have matured and grown into their roles so much, um, that it's amazing. So, and I noticed that specifically in the reception, but also like in Leonore's speech, which we'll talk about next, um, it's just incredible. So props to them, props to their parents, props to like all of that, because it's amazing how much maturity they have in dealing with the crazy things that the Spanish people are throwing at the Spanish royal family. Um, so yeah. Okay. So now we are going to move in to the most exciting part of the day, um, which is the official Princess of Astorias Awards ceremony. At about 6.15, 6.30 p.m. in Oviedo, Astorius, uh, King Felipe, oh, did that in the wrong order. Um, but that is how they walk in. Okay, so King Felipe, Queen Letizia, Princess Leonor, Infanta Sofia, and former Queen Sofia um, all walked in to the Covadonga Hall at the Hotel Reconquistador in Oviedo, which is where the ceremony was held this year. Typically, it is held at the Camp Amor Theater, um, but the theater is closed and um, due to COVID restrictions. So they held the event, the award ceremony at the hotel that they all stay in every year, um, which very convenient travel. Um, so they walked in to the award ceremony. Queen Sophia, uh, former Queen Sophia, sits up in a balcony. Um, she does this at the Camp Amor Theater as well. That's like the tradition. Um, and she has not missed a ceremony in 40 years. Um, she has been to every single one. She's actually been to more than Felipe has because um, he's been to 39. He missed one while he was studying abroad in Canada um, as a teenager. So the whole family arrives, they walk in, um, and the ceremony starts. So the ceremony this year was much different, as of course it is, because hello, we're living in 2020 and everything's different, doesn't matter. Um, and so typically, like I've said, it's in a theater, it's full of about 1,500 people. Um, and this year, I think in the specific room, there were maybe, maybe 50 people in that room. I don't even think it was that many. Uh, 50 is high, but um, it was the royal family, the president of the Principality of Astorius, the president of the foundation, um, various government officials, and then the award winners. Um, 
So the royal family walks in. They play the Spanish national anthem. Um, and then they announce, like, all the winners. Um, so this year, the winners... Most of the winners were not able to attend in person um, because of travel restrictions and various concerns about health. Um, so they announce... Um, the winner of the Princess of Astorius Awards for Concord, which is, which this year celebrated the Spanish healthcare workers who have been working day and night for COVID, um, you know, endlessly, tirelessly. They've been working so hard um, fighting a health crisis, pandemic, trying to consistently go with the constant changes that have been happening um, in regards to the pandemic. I mean, it's just been, it's been so much. Um, so they were announced first. Uh, then the winner of the sports award, who is Carlos Sainz, um, and then the two winners, well, one was kind of present. So the winners of the Arts Award were John Williams, who is a composer who has composed things like Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Um, so you'll recognize all of his music, even if you don't know his name. Um, I've played his music. I was a band geek in high school, um, and we played his music, and I didn't recognize his name until I heard it. Um until I heard the music that he had played. But the other winner was Ennio Mor Morricone, um, who is an Italian composer um, who has won Oscars for the best um, best music. He, um, he composed for Western films, like Western-style uh, movies. Um, but he was not able to accept the award this year because he, um, passed away in July. Um, and it was very sad, but his son, I believe, accepted the award on his behalf. Um, and he was able to be there in attendance. Um, So what I'm trying to remember, okay, he did not. There have been a lot of deaths this year, very obviously, um, but specifically related to um, the Princess of Astorias Awards. Like various, not this year, but like various um, award winners of past have passed away and some of them were to COVID. So what I was trying to figure out is if uh, Ennio Marconi's death this summer was related to COVID. It was not. Um, he fell in, he fell and died of complications from that, um, at the age of 91. So he lived a fantastically long life and did a fantastic amount of work. Um, but his son accepted the award on his behalf, um, because he was named the winner and then very shortly after passed away. Um, the other winners included, like I mentioned, the Hay Festival, which is a like a book festival 
um, held throughout different parts of the country or the world, um, specifically in Latin America and um, Spain. Um, the arts, uh, nope, not the arts, the social sciences was awarded to a Harvard professor named Danny Roderick. He was not able to attend because Americans are not allowed to travel to Spain. Um, international cooperation went to the, to Gavi, the vaccine alliance, um, and then there were three winners of the Tech and, uh, Technical and Scientific Research Award. So all the winners are announced, um, and then the ceremony begins. So typically the ceremony is two speeches, the awards are handed out, two more speeches, and then Leonor and Felipe will both give addresses as well. But this year they awarded one at a time, and if um, each winner was able to give a speech, a very short address, um, to the ceremony. So the ones who were not present came via video conference, and the ones who were present got up to the podium and gave a brief speech, except for uh, the son of Anino Morricone, who accepted his father's award and then went into, like, an offshoot room of the Covadonga Hall um, and conducted a musical piece that paid tribute to his father. And it was beautiful. It was a beautiful composition. It was overlaid with, like, a slideshow as well of um, Morricone's work. Um, and I think because of it was just beautiful. Um, and so that happened. So like, it was just the most beautiful piece of music that I have heard in a long time. Um, so the, that was done. And then, um, they handed out the (laughs) award for Concord, um, which is this year, the most important award. Usually it is, but this year specifically. And so this was to the Spanish healthcare workers. And it was super duper emotional. Um, it, you guys, I'm like, I don't know what to say. And I have had over a day to think about it because I knew when they made that announcement, it was going to be an emotional moment. And they made the announcement in like June and so much more things have happened since June surrounding COVID. And now we're experiencing a spike and Spain is starting to lock down again and things are just kind of going a little bit worse now um, because living in a pandemic is hard Um, and these healthcare workers are experiencing it a thousand times worse than those of us at normal non-healthcare jobs at home Um, and so like they are going through it Um, and it was just a beautiful honor to them to the work they've done. 
Um, so it was great. Um, it was very emotional. I definitely cried. A lot of people um, in that room were crying. The royal family is amazing in that they stayed composed. Um, although eyes were shiny, um, they all stayed composed. It, it, but still, like, people were emotional because it's emotional. Um, and so props to healthcare workers. End all, be all, way to go. Um, so the awards delivery is over, and then it's time for the speeches. Um, so Leonor gets up for the first time ever, goes to a podium. Uh, last year, she stood at the table that they all sit at. Uh, this year, there was no table, so she went to a podium um, and gave her speech, which was much different than last year's. And again, this is like a direct result of the growing up that she has had to do this year. Um, because she, it wasn't light and it was optimistic, but like, it wasn't light and full of hope like last year's was. It was serious and somber and focused on the challenges of the year. Um, it was fantastic. Um, it was still, it was very, it was brief, um, but she said a lot in it. Um, you know, she talked about how we this year can learn a lot from the award winners of the foundation, which is a thousand percent true, especially, um, you know, the vaccine Alliance and so many more, um, but then she also talked about how she, at 14, almost 15, um, you know, experienced things differently because she's a teenager, but, like, she wasn't in school for months. Um, and then she talked about how, like, she and her sister have experienced a responsibility um, that their generation holds about helping and learning and changing things. And it was just, it was great. She is going to be incredible as she grows into her role even more. Um, like she just did a fantastic job. So she finished her speech. She sat down and then it was Felipe's turn and his speech. This is the most important speech he gives pretty much every year unless he's opening um, a, par uh, a parliament session after an election, um, which he did do this year. But, like, honestly, this one was probably more important. Man, it's not. His speech at the homage at the state ceremony for the victims was important. It was the most important this year. But usually this is the most important speech he gives each year because it reflects on the year and Spain's struggles, and also, like, the optimism and the hope that these awards can give us. And so this year was no different. Um, and it was just... It was somber. It was serious. And honestly, this year it was to the point. Um, so usually, like, last year specifically, or the first year as king, like, those have very substantial moments in them. Um, but this one was reflecting on the rough 
2020 that we have all had and talking about that and then going into the work of the award winners um, and how like each one of them has provided hope to the country or to the world even. Um, it was just, it was very serious. Um, it, and it was pretty direct, um, but it was really good. And so he finishes the speech. They play the Astorius. Astorius has like a national anthem. So they played that um, in a really different way this year. Um, they actually, so they do a band of gaitas, which is, I refer to them as bagpipes, which is kind of what they are. Um, because Astorius is very similar to like Scotland. Um, and so the bagpipe band played the hymn, the hymno de Astorius, which is the Astorius national anthem, but they played it in the empty Camp Amore theater. Um, and that was chilling. It was the most beautiful thing, um, to see them play the way they normally do into an empty theater. It was bizarre and amazing. Um, in a really cool way, a really innovative way to like, they couldn't all go in to the, into the room. Like I get that they couldn't all go in. Um, and so it was an innovative way to make sure that that experience still existed because it's so critical to the award ceremony. So that happened and then it was over. Um, the Royal family walked out and the live stream stopped. Um, it was great. So that was the award ceremony. Um, it was a fantastic thing. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. Every part of it I loved. Um, and then we go in to the event of Saturday morning, which is the Pueblo Ejemplar or the best Astorian town. And to mark the end of the weekend in Astorius, Princess Leonor and her family um, delivered the Pueblo Ejemplar, or Best Astorian Town, to the town of Samoa, um, which is in, it's in the uh, community, the autonomous community of Astorius. Um, and so this goes to, this award is really sent set to highlight the small town pueblos that still are functional and hold their traditions and um, just to like celebrate their specific culture um, and to highlight these cool pueblos that people would never hear of anywhere else. Um, so they, the way this typically goes and kind of how it went today is the royal family will arrive and they have like basically like a little expo of their, their town and like what makes their town theirs and what makes it special and what traditions they hold. And then um, there will be like an official ceremony. So they'll unveil a plaque and then there will be an official ceremony where um, Leonor and Felipe will give speeches as well as deliver the award um, 
to the the town. Um, usually it's the mayor of like the bigger town that the Pueblo technically is in. It's like a hamlet inside of a bigger town. Um, and so that's pretty much how it went. They arrived, they visited different um, like homes that had that had been there forever and like viewed the different displays. Um, they walked through. Um, they saw the landscape. Samoa is what is possibly the most beautiful town I think I've seen in a really long time. It's like on the coast. Um, so it has like cliffs. It is so beautiful. Um, so they walked through, they like enjoyed the views. Um, they did these different like exhibits that were inside that you couldn't see on the live stream. And some of the videos have come up of them, um, but I don't think it's all of them yet. And it was just great. <laughs> um, so they walked through, they did all that. They got, um, they did the plaque unveiling and Leonore now unveils the plaque by herself. She actually has since she started going to these. Last year, she unveiled the plaque herself. Um, and then like they get up, there's a couple of speeches, one from the mayor of like the larger town and then one for the rural community of Samoa gave a speech. Um, and then Leonor delivered the like certificate of award. Um, and then she gave her speech, which again was just like great and fit the moment. Um, and it, every speech she gives, she just gets a little bit better and a little bit better. Um, and it's just, it's, she's phenomenal. She's going to make such a great, I mean, she is a great crown princess, but like as an adult, she's going to make a great representative for her family. And then as queen, like assuming she makes it that far, like because of Spanish nonsense, um, she's just going to be incredible. It'll be great. Um, and then Felipe gave his speech, and these speeches are much less formal, um, but they both still really fit the moment, so they were really important. Um, and then they did a few more stops. They talked with um, some of the photographers I noticed in the live stream. Um, they went into a church. Um, they didn't show any of that. There's, like, no video or anything of that yet. Um, and then they went into, like, their final stop, which was another home. Um, and then this home had like a balcony. So I'm thinking Christmas card for 2020 will probably be that picture of them on the balcony. It's going to be a great picture if it is. Um, and just like, it was a great end to a great three days of the Princess of Astorias Awards. And it was almost, almost everything I wanted it to be. Um, I do wish today had been a little bit more... How do I want to put this? I wish it had been more family oriented. Like this is kind of how it went. Like Felipe was kind of off in his own little world while the three women of his life were like leading the pack, which does not surprise me, but like it just didn't feel super cohesive. It did at the end. Like, I don't know what happened <laughs> towards the end, but like all of a sudden they were acting like a family unit again. Um, so I just wish that they had been a little bit more, like, the foursome that they are instead of, like, Felipe and then, like, the three women. Like, that's the only thing that really bothered me. 
and it happened through the whole thing, but like the girls were so great and they were so invested and they were talking to everyone and like Letizia is being her journalist self and just asking a ton of questions. Um, it was great, but <laughs> it didn't appear like super cohesive, which I was bummed out about. Um, but other than that, like the weekend has been perfect. It was everything I wanted from this weekend, honestly. So like, I'm super happy. I'm so glad that I get to talk about it today and the way I wanted to. Um, and so, yeah, so this is the bonus episode that I have been talking about all week. I'm very excited about it. I understand if you're not, um, but it's something that I wanted to do. So I will be back, um, Tuesday with the, um, weekend recap for all of the other Royal families, um, and what all went on on Saturday and Sunday, as well as Monday's events for all of the Royal families, um, that I normally talk about. And we'll just mention the brief stuff in Spain for the weekend. So that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out the dailyroyal.com daily Royal podcast on YouTube, where the award ceremony is posted. Um, as well as all my other social media, I think, I think at this point, like you can just search daily Royal podcast and things will show up, um, on every platform. So that is the end of this episode. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you all, uh, Tuesday morning. Have a great day. Bye.